Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I'm your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. As a reminder, on Thursdays, it is just me talking about something either trending in the health, medical, or fitness communities, a question that maybe a guest had asked me that I didn't get to respond to in the podcast, or maybe something that a listener wrote in, a question the listener wrote in. Sometimes it's also something that I talked about with a guest, but we didn't really expand on it. We just touched on it. I thought it was an interesting topic that I should continue to expand on. Today, I want to talk about something that has been going on and trending in the health and fitness communities, and that is the proliferation of TikTok and the talk about TikTok maybe going away. And is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? What should we think about that? You know, from a bunch of different perspectives. First, I want to talk about from the, let's call it the legal perspective, way outside of my purview. I don't really, I've not read the fine print on what's going on. I I understand that they're talking about this in in the Congress now, and, and it could potentially be banned, but whether that is, you know, the a legally appropriate thing to do, whether they're overstepping their bounds. I, I come from more of a libertarian-esque mindset where let these companies do what they want, provided they're not causing harm. But I guess maybe the, the, the argument is that they are causing harm because if the security and the data is being taken by China, who's able to then use that for potential what what's considered harmful purposes, then I get that we have to trust the money we put into the government is that they're, they're doing the appropriate thing with, with the defense budget, and that would be part of it that's coming out of our taxes. But if you want to fight against that and think that's the wrong thing to do, I also understand that. I don't really have a strong stance on the legality of it, at least right now. As more information comes out, I'm, I'm sure I will. But you know, from a fitness business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, I think I've talked about this a thousand times before. You shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket. If you were somebody who was only on TikTok and not on the other platforms, well, you reap what you sow. You should have a footprint on every platform, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram. Now, that doesn't mean you need to be an expert in every platform. In fact, you can't be an expert in every platform because there's only so many hours in the day. But that doesn't mean you should have a footprint on every platform because you also don't know where people are looking to find you. So, you know, if there's a pl- if there's a, a subset of people who are only on LinkedIn because of their age or because of w- whatever, that's just the first thing that that they signed into and that's that's their best platform and they're seeking you out and you don't have you know, a footprint on there, you don't even have a name or a face or links that could lead you to your other social media sites, then then you're potentially losing notoriety or business. So it's important, you know, again, I'm speaking not as a person, but as somebody who cares about their business, right? From a business perspective, you should make sure that you have a footprint on all of these platforms. Yes, you're going to specialize in one and become better at one. And then over time, you can, you know, branch out into becoming better at the others. But ultimately, you should be better at one. And then you should also look into these platforms to see what's best for you. There are some platforms that are better served for certain fitness professionals. We just did a podcast that's coming out this Monday about why YouTube may be the best platform for fitness professionals. At least Doc Joe O tries to tell us why he thinks it. And I I don't necessarily disagree with him. I think it's, it probably is the best platform because it ends up being really a, a search engine of, of sorts. So you can type in like how to do a proper squat, right? So if you're a fitness professional, that's that's an important thing to be able to teach as opposed to Instagram where it's really just pictures. You're not, you're not spreading knowledge, let's be honest. I know even with reels in 60 seconds, how much information can you possibly give? That's 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 good information. Sometimes you can, but but more often than not, it's, it's just motivational nonsense. So... But moving on, I guess, uh, from, from a different perspective, from a more, you know, uh, from, from the perspective of a, a father 
and a perspective of somebody who cares about the mental health of uh, other fitness and health professionals and just, you know, the community and, and the, pe- the people in the westernized world and really the world, uh, the world over. Uh, I think TikTok is, is bad. I think all social media has been driving us to this Willie Loman-esque psychosis in which we're, we're not living in, in a real reality and we're able to escape it through social media. And, and for those of you who don't get that reference, uh, Death of a Salesman, one of the greatest plays of all time. Uh, Willie Loman is the, uh, I guess you would call him the protagonist, but he's the main character and it takes place in the 1940s in Brooklyn and he's a salesman and he sort of lives in an alternate reality where he can't come to grips with the fact that his life isn't what it Want, what he wanted it to be. So he's not the salesman he wanted it to be. He's not this big paycheck and this big raise is not coming down the pipe. His sons aren't the people he thought they were. His marriage isn't the marriage he thought it was, but he lives in an alternate reality where where he believes that's all the case, right? He's not he's not looking at what's actually going on in front of him because he can live in this alternate reality. And we, we have this going on in the social media world where we live in an alternate reality. People just, they're showing you a side of themselves that, that is not real. And they keep telling themselves that, you know, what they're doing is hyper successful. You see these people with like 2 million followers, but like you, you look at where they're recording. I'm like, you're, you're recording in what looks like a college dorm room. You obviously don't have a lot of money. Um, so why are you pretending you have a lot of money? Why, why are you pretending you're successful? Like this, this hasn't translated to success. Like in your, in your small little bubble world, the fact that you have 2 million followers, great. Maybe you, maybe that was an accomplishment that meant something to you, but, but, but it hasn't translated and it typically does not translate to happiness. And we know that actually for, for a fact, uh, as far as the, you know, psychologists are concerned and the studies they've done, uh, you know, your social media, uh, status does not translate to happiness. And in fact, it, it, it masks what is going on in the real world because typically if you're successful on social media, you're spending too much time on there and you're not spending enough time in the real world dealing with the things that are, are important and, and more long-term. So uh, it gives me pause. You know, when people say um, there is no other way forward and, you know, I talked about artificial intelligence before in this podcast and how these things are just, they're here to stay like, like AI and these uh, TikTok and everything else. And you just, you have to hop on board. The world is changing. You can't be the old man you know, yell, yelling uh, for everyone to get off your lawn. And um, unfortunately, I feel like I am the old man yelling for everyone to get off my lawn. But at the same time, I think we, we could at least slow things down or, or allow people to recognize that um, this is filling a void in a bad way, a lot of the social media, and that we need to take a step away from this, from, from whether it's our, our personal lives or our careers, and not be so invested in, in just being successful on social media. Yes, we have to have a footprint in it. But the problem is there's there's a, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. There's only so many hours in the day and there's so many people who want to just talk about how they're experts in an area. But how could you become an expert if you're not spending any time doing the things that it would take to become an expert, right? There's 10,000 hours. You, you haven't spent that time. All, you know, think about the time it takes. And I'm someone who does this to properly, you know, record a video and then have A roll and B roll and edit everything together and then get the music out and then make sure you're releasing it at the right time and write the right content for it. That, that's a, that takes a while if you're doing it properly. There's no way you're doing that. And then as a, let's say a fitness professional also training seven, eight, nine hours a day, you're just not doing it. There's not enough hours in the day for those people who are doing those things. And maybe, maybe there's one, there's the one percenters, right? Those are, they're the, they're the people who wake up at 5am and go to bed at 9pm and all they're doing is working and good for them. And they're grinding and I know some of them and they're hyper successful and, and that's that's their goal to be hyper hyper successful in the online space and in the fitness space. Unfortunately, n- not in the community and not with their lives and 
not the things that I think are important, uh, raising a family and contributing to society. Uh, they don't think those things are important and, and that's fine, right? We're to, to each their own. I'm, I'm not judging anybody, but most people are just trying to tell you that they're experts without actually using that time to gain expertise in a particular area because it's fun to imagine what you could be. It's fun to imagine what something could be, but you got to put the work in. Ultimately, you got to put the work in and it's going to be slow and it's going to be a grind and there's there's no cheating. It's just like getting into shape. There is there's no way around it, right? A successful business typically takes three or four years before they're taking in money. I have businesses right now that just leech money. There's no money coming in, right? There's just money going out, money going out, more money being poured in. And I cross my fingers that one day they will work. But what, what I do also have is three or four of them going on, right? So the odds are one of them will take. Two or three will, will likely fail. And I know that because I'm realistic with myself and I know that some, some of these things are going to fail. It doesn't matter the effort I put into them. It's just... That's just the, the numbers, the numbers game and the the world of business. And I think there's too many people who, again, I talk about this all the time. There's usually, there used to be two personalities, the Steve who presented himself with his family and his friends. And then maybe there was a slightly different Steve who presented himself at work, a more professional Steve. He didn't, he didn't tell everyone exactly what was going on in his life. Makes perfect sense, right? Now, now there's a third personality. It's the person you want to portray yourself to be online. And that's always this like hyper successful person in whatever industry or business model that you're in, whether it's you trying to pretend that you're the best parent. And we all know those people, right? We have those people, those pictures on Facebook where they go out of their way to go into the pumpkin patch and take all those pictures. Meanwhile, you know, they're like, you know, this is this girl's or this guy's like third significant other in the last year. And this, this, this isn't going to last. And they actually don't have any money and they're pretending they're all, they're, they're dressed up nice. And they want to, this is, it's just, it's all facade. And, uh, and what, what social media does, and I'm not blaming those people because what social media does is drive you to also portray portray that, right? So you see everyone else doing that or maybe a few people who actually are doing that because that's that's the life they lead and then you want to portray that and it's just, it's all a facade. And you're wasting your time uh, not only lying to yourself and again, this Willie Loman-esque psychosis, this life that you don't lead, but now you don't have the time to actually put in to become the professional you want to be. Ask anyone who's been hyper successful in things. Uh, they started from the bottom and it took them a while to get to where they were. Even, you know, there's, there's really professional podcasters that I listen to started in a van and had no money and were embarrassed to just tell their friends and family what they were doing. And then, you know, now they make millions podcasting. So, it's just, it's a part of the journey. I was actually having a conversation again with the, a podcast that's going to be out Monday with uh, Dr. Joe. He's a physical therapist, but he specializes now in a, like a YouTube marketing manager for YouTube channels. And and I asked him, hey, Joe, like, is it, should we ever delete videos? If I put a video out and there's like no views on it, should I delete that? Because for some people, it's embarrassing. It's like, oh my God, I spent all this time, I developed this video and now no one's watching it. And he said, no. And I thought he was going to give me a technical SEO reason. Like, you know, if, if you do that, then YouTube's going to flag you and whatever. And he said, you know, the total, total opposite. It was He said, hey, this isn't like a search engine optimization thing or like a YouTube uh, you know, click rate view issue. This is simply like you reminding yourself where you came from. Like there was a point in which you were getting no views and you can look back and other people can look back and say like, look, look how this person grinded. Like at some point they were not big and they just kept at it and they put the time in and there's, there was no other way. And they, you know, five years later after their 700 videos, because volume is part of being successful, you just have to put a lot of things out there. You have to see what sticks. You have to put five or six different iterations of your video types out there to be successful. 
and see which ones work. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. You play the guitar, well, do some things that are that are mashups. Do some things that are um, solos where it's just your stuff. Do some things where you're covering. Do some things where you're, you know, playing with the opposite hand. Who knows? Just get creative. See what sticks. See what people like. Not, not to say you can't create the things that you love, but you should also be, you know, I always say this, and I've said this a lot when you listen to the upcoming Monday podcast, you don't create a market. You find out what the market dictates and you adjust accordingly. I write about, I write about this in my book. You find out what a market wants and then you give that market that. You don't create markets. People do not create markets. And that's what a lot of people try to do, right? They, they, they try to create the market and see what that market is. Now, it can be done by the very few and uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are, are, are steadfast in that, and those some people are sometimes the most successful, but ultimately most people burn out trying to do that, trying to create a market or just do whatever it is that they want to do at all times and not give a little bit to their audience. What does my audience want? What are they seeking out? How do I develop something around my audience? So, you know, this is a long-winded way to start it with TikTok and social media to say, I'm not really sure what to think about the TikTok ban or any sort of social media ban, certainly from a political standpoint or a, uh, a legalese standpoint, it's it's well above my understanding and pay grade. But I do think maybe it's a blessing in disguise for some certain people if it does happen. Maybe they'll back off of socials and know that I need to have a footprint in all these different socials. But ultimately, you know, as artificial intelligence comes in, there's going to be so many different ways for people to, uh, or excuse me, for for machines to do the things that that humans are doing. But the one thing that are not going to be able to replace is that personal one-on-one interaction, that care for your client, that uh, that rapport that you build over the years, those memories, those things that you could really only do in person, right? It's so important if you're running a client-based business to still do some things in person. And I, I will even say over Zoom is fine, right? A long conversation where you're responding one-on-one, right? It's not just you, you know, looking at uh, their macros on a, on a sheet and then pushing something off to them, right? Something where you're actually having interactions back and forth. You can see their facial cues and mannerisms and and you can answer without having to think, right? Just impromptu instinctually. And that shows people that you care and that you're really worried about them. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.